head. Head. Anyone else? Back. Oh, sorry. Anyone else? We've got one more. He's a lucky person. We all good? Excellent. You're on. Alright. So, the dictionary definition of purpose is. The reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. Now this um, definition highlights something here that purpose is not decided, it's discovered. Okay? It's not decided, it's discovered. So what I mean by that is that we can easily think that when we grow up, when we're figuring out stuff in school, when we're doing our subjects, we think, God has something decided for me, there's one specific thing that God says I need to do. But I really feel that a lot of us, and I think that's why there's so many people here, is that I don't feel that um, it purpose and what we need to do with our life is something that we will know from the outset. Okay? So if you come here today and you're kind of thinking, by the end of this seminar I'm going to know what I'm going to do with my life, okay? I'm sorry, that's not it. If you want to leave, that's fine. Um, but I want to press that point that it's not something that's decided for us at the outset, it's discovered. So for me, like I'm 24 and I'm still discovering what I, what, how do I know what to do with my life? What's my purpose? I'm still discovering that. And I'm sure that you'll talk to your parents, your grandparents, and I'm sure that's the thing, same thing. I'm still discovering my purpose. I'm still working that out. So, guys, life is a journey, and our purpose is a journey. So always remember that as well. As well, I think um, how purpose can also get caught up in calling as well. That's also another big buzzword, I feel. Um, so a calling. So um, God is, a lot of us can think that God has set up before us a clear calling, a path for us, and what our future is. Um, and... So today we're going to try and discover that a little bit more. Alright, let's start at the beginning. So the beginning, when God created the world, God calls people like you and me into relationship with Him, and He offers us a new life. So when we became, um, to know God, when we became Christians, and some of you guys might not be Christians, that's so cool, but when God calls us into relationship with Him, we start on this new life. And getting to know God and saying, I give my life to you, Lord. We're getting, um, we can think that sometimes we're saved and we're like, sweet, now we get to go to heaven, I'm fine, I've been saved, I want to go to hell, awesome. But it's so much more than that. As I said before, it's this journey. And um, when we say to God that we offer our whole lives to Him, God designates us with a new identity and God changes who we are. So I remember when I first became a Christian, um, for me, it was like when I was, um, I think about like 12 at a youth camp, and I just felt like I was sitting in my room, and everyone else was at the main meeting, I actually had no idea that everyone else was at the main meeting, but I was like, where is everyone? And I found myself in my room, I was just sitting there, and I felt the presence of God just come upon me. It was totally random, it was out of the blue, but for me, that was my experience, and it was at that point where I felt God say to me, Ali, you need to go to where everyone else is meeting. And I was like, oh, maybe that's where everyone is. 
Anyway, so I walked in and everyone was worshipping God and the meeting had started, kind of something similar to this. And I walked in and it was like I'd walked into like, like the throne room of God. And it was that moment where I was like, oh my goodness, God is alive and God is real. And it was that moment where I realised that God had given me um, this insight into his um, kingdom and also... Um, it realised in me that I was like, something, something's changed in my heart. And I think that's what happens as well. I don't think that, for some of us, um, becoming a Christian might be a, a full life change thing. Like, we, we feel this, um, this presence in ourselves. But for me, it was, again, it was a slow journey. And it was that journey of understanding what God says about me and how um, he says that in my life. So what we're going to do today is we're going to understand our um, current perception of who we are and what who God says we are. And then um, we're going to figure out, like, what are our passions and purpose? What's our situation right now? And how do we align those two things better in our lives to figure out what I want to do with my life? All right. So first phase, God's mission, your purpose. We're going to read a couple of um, Bible verses and I want you to get your pens out. And when we're reading them, I want you to just kind of underline any things that you feel that God's speaking truth, um, that says things about you and who you are. Um, and that what you're going to do is you're going to come back to those later. Maybe it could be like next week or something. And I want you to again look over them and, and highlight those truths and what God's saying. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah? Cool. All right. Some of these are a bit long, so... Please bear with me and try not to fall asleep. Awesome. All right, let's go to Ephesians 1. And when we're reading this, we're just going to read from 1 to 14. Um, And I want you to think about what God is doing through Jesus in this passage. We'll go from verse 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. So I think that's one that's pretty cool. For he chose us in him before creation. I reckon that one's pretty cool. He chose us before creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace which he has freely given to us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood and forgiveness of sins. That's really cool. In accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us, with all wisdom and understanding he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure which he purposed in Christ, to be put into effect when the times reached their fulfilment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth. That's one I have underlined in my Bible. So to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth. So remember that. In him we were also chosen, having, pre- having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we who were the first to put our hope in Christ might be for the praise of his glory. And you were also included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, 
who is depositing, guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. Now when you read that, there's a lot of things that God's saying about us and who we are. You know, he... I love that part where it says, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. I think what's really interesting, especially reading this, is that when we think about what do I, how do I know what to do with my life and our purpose, it becomes less about us and more about God. It becomes less about us and more about God. And number 19. Oh, yeah. And I think um, even what Ali was speaking about um, last night, and in verse 19, it talks about his amazing power that, he, that God's given through us through the Holy Spirit. So again. All right, let's jump to um, Colossians 1, 15 to Taking a long time to get there, don't worry. Does someone have it? Someone want to read it? What page? Oh, thank you. It's stuck. Oh, that's fine. Amazing, thank you. Alright, so 1 Colossians 15 to 23. Does someone want to read that? Anyone? Yes, go for it. The sun is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or power or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. Mm. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that as everything he might have the superman. I wish we But God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through his to reconcile himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Mm. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies mm. in your minds because of your evil behavior, but now he has recoiled, reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you of your Holy Spirit in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. Mm. If you continue in your faith established and firm and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel, this is the gospel that you heard that and that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven and of which I, Paul, have become a servant. Mm. So what Paul's talking about there is, um, you know, he, he is a servant of God, and that's, and that's, again, what we are. We are a servant of God. And 
what it is about, again, it is about God, it's not about us. It's what God has done through Jesus and through the redemption, um, through our redemption and through Jesus, um, that we can continue with um, our purpose on earth. And just um, flicking back to Ephesians 2 verse 10. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Now, guys, from all those um, passages, I think this one especially is um, one you should definitely highlight. Um, and I think if, if anything that you take away, I think it, it is this verse. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So identity comes um, from Christ. We are created, created in Christ Jesus. And we are God's handiwork. So God created us each differently, but equally to do a different work, which God has prepared in advance for us to do. So in all these passages, um, we can see um, that purpose in some ways, and I know that you each of you kind of found your own little um, bits and pieces that you, you feel like God's speaking to you about in those passages, which is good, so keep, keep doing that. Um, but I think there's three things that I think we can summarise from those passages. One, um, God calls us to make disciples. Secondly, um, God calls us to establish shalom. And what that means, it's, it's a Hebrew word, and it means peace, harmony, wholeness, completeness, prosperity, welfare, and tranquility. So it's a lot of, it means a lot of different things. And the third and final thing is to give God glory. So guys, in life we form our identity through the stories we inhibit. Um, so these are both the stories we choose for ourselves and those that are chosen for us. As believers, God's story shapes who we are, so identity, and scripture links our purpose with our identity. So when we only get half a story, we tend to limit the application of the gospel to God's action in saving humans from our sin. We tend to make it all about ourselves as if God's sole purpose was to get us into heaven. But if we understand the story in its fullness, we see that we are swept up into a much greater story and invited to play our part in God's big story, moving from creation to a new creation. We're humans, and God, we're humans and God's people play a central role, but not an exclusive one. So when we see from when God created the world in Genesis, and we see when um, in Revelation when it says like Jesus is going to come back again, that's God's big story. And guys, we're only this little tiny piece in flash of memory, but we still have a part to play. Alright, next part. So does that kind of make sense of in those little passages? Does anyone have a question so far? Okay. Um, Alright, so we're going to now look at your purpose and service, so really practically. So right now, either if you don't have a piece of paper and pen in your brain, or your phone, or your notebook, or anything. I want you to jot down, and be honest with yourself. No one else is going to read this, okay? What are your gifts and passions? Just go for it. I'm just going to spend a couple of minutes. What are your gifts and your passions? 
Alright, you almost there? Must have a lot of gifts of passion, it's good. Okay, so now we're going to, um, sorry that this is a bit kind of all jumpy jumpy, it'll make sense soon, okay? Um, so now we're going to look at our context. So our core aspect of our identity, so what God says about us, is that we were created to be sent. So um, one of those things is to make disciples, um, God sent his disciples to, um, to make, we're all to, to make disciples. Anyway, so we are called by God, then sent into the world, okay? And into the world could mean your context, so um, your school, it could mean down the road, it could mean overseas, but we are sent into the world, so I want you to understand this, that God's purpose for us does not stop with what he achieves in us or for us, because that's the I aspect, the me aspect in purpose, but it has worked out what he achieves through us. Okay? So it's not in us or for us, it's about what he achieves through us. So God's purpose is always worked out in service of others. We will never find a true sense of meaning until we understand that our purpose is other-centred. So we need to understand both who we are, our identity of what I've been going on about before, and who we've been sent to. That's our context. So who we are, who we've been sent to, our context. But before we work out whether we are called to a particular context, we must first to seek to understand that context from God's purpose. Once we understand what God desires and intention for a particular people, place or culture, we can begin to ascertain whether we are uniquely created and positioned to serve God's purposes in that context. Alright, another activity. On your piece of paper, I want you to jot down some current roles in your life. So what that could mean, like, are you a student? Are you a daughter? Are you a friend? Um, and then from those different roles... You might be in, like, in a sport, sporting team or something. I want you to name the context of that role, that particular role. So the name of the people, the place, and the culture in that sense. Does that make sense? I'm going to draw it up. Maybe that makes sense. One second. So, so current role. So, I don't know, student. Um... Sorry, my Hanoi is terrible. Um, are you a daughter? T-A-U. I can't spell it. Tia. Son. Okay. And then from that, I want you to name the people. So if you're a daughter, son, obviously, like, it's your mum and dad. Does that make sense? And then um, the place. So the actual place, like is that at home, is that at school, and then the culture. And what I mean by that is um, what, like, is it, a, is it a friendly culture, is it a family culture, because if you're a daughter it'd be like kind of a family orientated culture, is it a culture that, for example, if you have a lot of non-Christian friends, like that's also another completely different culture. Does that kind of make sense? So it's kind of... How you kind of feel and... Oh, that's hard to explain. Um, the context, I guess. Um, yeah, does that make sense? Kind of? Yeah? Okay. All right, have a go at that. 
So your current role, what are some roles in your life? Might be a worship leader, you might be a youth leader, student, is that enough examples? Mm -hmm. Yep, just name a couple of them. Name the people, the place and the culture of your current life. Today, this week. one or two, we can always come back to this. This can be a working document. After you've done your current role, I want you to do your preferred, oh, pants, how do I spell preferred? R-R-E-D. Your preferred future, okay? So when you wrote down um, your gifts and passions, Maybe some of them might come into your preferred future. So that this this part here, I want you to start dreaming and thinking. You don't actually you don't have to fill in this, but start thinking about your preferred future. So that might maybe draw a picture of what that looks like. Maybe write a poem. Um, maybe I don't know. Write a song. You don't have to write a song right now. But um, what's that preferred future look like? What does it feel like? Are you happy? have a look at those um, gifts and passions. Maybe they intertwine into that preferred reality as well. Preferred future, sorry. And guys, the, the idea about this is to not... Um, this won't lock in your future. It's fine. It's just to shape and guide us toward um, faithful and fruitful decisions. Now, you might be there thinking, okay, my current role at the moment doesn't look so great against my future or my preferred reality. And I want to say that um, from my personal experience, when I was in high school, I'd be sitting there in my, you know, year 11 and year 10, like, math class, 
looking out the window and being like, I really don't want to be here right now because I want to be over in Africa just hanging out with kids. Like that, like that was my preferred future, okay? I wanted to be in the field. I wanted to um, be on the ground working with communities and, and helping them create sustainable change and um, development. But in reflecting upon that, there's such value and, um, and where we are currently will always inform of what our future is, okay? Um, and sometimes what our current role and our future preferred reality might actually look a little bit different, okay? So for me in my life, um, you know, my preferred future is I still want to go out into the field and I still want to do those types of things. Um, but what, how it's played out in my life and that goes into that discovery process has turned out a little bit different. So currently, my current role is I'm a marketing coordinator at a development organisation. And although I'm not in the field, um, I'm still making those decisions. I'm still, God's still working out his purpose in my life. Okay, so... I think um, for a lot of us that we, we, might, we might get quite set on this and we might think that this is concrete, but again, it's, it's a discovery process and it's, um, and it's always a journey and it doesn't get locked in. Is that, does that make sense? Yeah? Cool. And you might have actually already noticed that so far in your life, that where you thought you were next year or in two years' time has looked quite different um, to where you thought you would be. All right, so final thing is we're going to look at how we align our behaviours and where our current role to our purpose and our preferred future. So, I want you to have a look at um, your preferred future and what you've kind of written for that. And I want you to ask yourself a few questions. And maybe it might be a good idea to write these questions down because it will be good to come back to them later on um, when you kind of go, might be going through this process again. Now look at your preferred future and think, can this role fit in my God-given identity? So when we went through those passages of what God says about us, um, like in Ephesians 2.10, I'm in James, it's always helpful. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. To do good works, so, um, and our God-given identity. So we look to the Bible. Does this preferred future align with what God says about us? So if you're ever questioning um, whether something, whether you want to be, I don't know, an actress in um, some films or something, I'd like, yeah, go for it. Um, but in terms of how that plays out and the steps that you take in that process, does that align with what got our God-given identity? So, for example, if we're going to go down the actress, actress um, route, um, if someone kind of gave you a job and said, oh, here, I want you to do a film on this really... Um, an MA film and it's got these kind of controversial, um, I don't know, scenes in it that might not align with 
our um, God-given identity, maybe that would be a point where you go, does that align with what God says about me? And does that mean put me in a good position um, to really bring glory to God? So in anything of what we do and what you've written down, does it bring glory to God? Second question, is there an alignment with who you are beginning to sense God has called you to be? And the behaviours required you to work out God's purposes in this existing role. And in those two questions, if you feel like the answer is no, maybe you need to shift your perspective in that. Regarding your current role. So maybe that would be we need to invest a bit more time into that position or role. And again, if we kind of feel like, oh... I don't think this is right. Maybe we need to think and pray uh, whether God wants you in that specific role. Yeah. Can you that yeah, yeah, sorry, it was kind of a long one. So, is there alignment? Is there an alignment with who you are beginning to sense God has called you to be? And the behaviours that are required to work out God's purposes in that role. Yeah, so I think um, what that tends to behave is quite... Yeah, so what that kind of is, is probably, again, it aligns a bit with the perspective thing as well. So, um, I'm trying to think of an example. Yeah, I think maybe, like, in school example, maybe there's a bunch of friends who um, kind of do stuff that you probably don't agree with. I don't know if they steal stuff from the teacher's desk. I don't know. In that scenario, what's your behaviour in that? So from what God says about um, our identity, like he wants us to be pure and blameless in his sight. Um, he wants us to not steal. This is a very black and white example. Um, what's our behaviour in that scenario? And how can we, as, a, as our role as a friend, how can we live that out? Awesome. So if you feel in those um, questions before, can this role fit in my God-given identity? If you're like, yeah, it does. Again, I want you to ask yourself, um, are you currently acting in a way that aligns with God's purposes in this role? Do your current actions in this role align with the actions that you would be required for you to effectively serve God? So again, it's kind of it's looking at those everyday um, decision makings and decision making processes and your behaviours in your current role that will influence kind of your preferred future and, and what God's leading and calling you into. So guys, um, I hope that made a bit of sense. Um, if anything, I'd probably say um, to get out of this is keep read over those passages again, underline um, those bits and pieces in what the um, looking from a context of God's identity, um, our identity, um, and what God says about us. Keep underlining those things and underline those truths as well. Um, and then from that, 
keep looking at where you're at now because that's your context and that's where you can make the change. You can't make change in your preferred future because that hasn't happened yet. Okay? So everything today, tomorrow, um, they're the steps and they're the actions that you can build yourself towards as we keep aligning ourselves with God's purpose. And remember those three overarching things that God calls us to do. He calls us um, to make disciples. So whatever your context, whether you're at school, whether you start going to uni, how, um, with the things that God says about you, how do you um, express the gospel to other people? How do you be a light? How do you be... Um, how do you bring glory to God wherever you are? How do you establish shalom? So how do you bring about peace, harmony, wholeness, completeness, prosperity, welfare and tranquility in that particular role? So maybe you might want to start thinking about, oh, like, what does the future job for me look like? Can that bring shalom? And can that also bring glory to God? Can what we do and our how do we what we do with our life and our purpose does that give glory to God? Because remember, it's it's not about us. It's about God, and we play a small part in the story of God's creation and the story of God. Does that make sense? Now, what we can do if have any questions we can do that or otherwise I can kind of let you run wild and you can keep kind of working about looking at um, your current role and how you can um, shift your perspectives on these um, areas as well and your preferred future does that would you want to do that well first of all does anyone have any questions No. All good. Okay. All right. Well, if you want to, you can feel free to stay here, spend some time, or head out into the um, playground and just spend some time, um, yeah, thinking about and chatting with God and praying over those places in our situations where we are currently. Okay. Sound good? I'll hang around here for a bit if you want to have a chat too. All right. All right. Wait, I'll just pray over us all before we go, okay? <laughs> Heavenly Father, um, we thank you so much uh, for the way that you have created each one of us. Lord, we thank you for um, the gifts, the abilities, um, the passions of each person in here this morning. God, we thank you for that and we ask that you would fan into flame those gifts, those passions. Father, I pray and I thank you that you have called each one of us to make disciples, Father, to establish shalom, and Father, to be part of giving you glory. What a privilege that is. So, Lord, um, as we go out this morning, I pray that you would continue that good work that you've started in us. Lord, will we come back again and again to what you say about us? And I pray that you would help us on this journey of discovering our purpose here on earth and what to do with that.
Lord, help us to be wise decision makers. Help us to be a light in every situation. And God, I thank you that this isn't about us, that it's about you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you. Onwards. Yay.